Blog Talk Radio. Pick myself up, turn the world on its head. Don't forget what, don't forget what my mama said. People talking, the show begin in a time. Listen, paying your bills, pay them bitches your mind. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is definitely me, Micah. Let me just say that I'm very ecstatic that you guys have joined me on tonight because tonight is actually the season one finale of the talk with Micah and friends. I mean, guys, tonight actually makes episode 21. That's right, episode 21. And who would have known that by stepping out on faith, so much would actually transpire in a positive way, not only for me, but for the show. And honestly, the community's response has been overwhelming, and for that, I must thank you all. Thank you for also subscribing via Facebook, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, as well as HipCast.com. And many of my Twitter followers, thank you so very much for continuously retweeting all of my tweets about the show. Um, thank you to each and every one of you that have been a part of the show. If you are a guest or a co-host for Season 1, I truly appreciate you taking out the time you know, out of your busy schedules, just simply be a part of this project. Uh, special people, T.S. Madison, Mr. and Ms. NBU, Mr. and Ms. Continental, um, Mr. and Ms. Black America 2013, Ms. Black America Plus 2013, as well as Black America Juniors 2013, thank you. Um, the Freaky Boys, my raw and uncut crew from all of my installments, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I wish I actually had enough time to call everyone else by name, but unfortunately I don't. But just know I sincerely thank those that have become intricate parts in the show becoming nationally known. Now, it's actually very important that you guys know that the show will be taking a month break to gear up for next season. And honestly, I promise you, I'm going to bring you something even bigger and better, okay, to look forward to week after week, okay? Remember, this is not only my project, but this is yours as well, okay, to the LGBTQ community. So just make sure you stay, um, stay in tune to the Talk With Mike and Friends Facebook page for upcoming information. And remember, if you would like to pitch any show ideas, please feel free to email me at the talk with Micah at gmail.com. Again, that's the talk with Micah at gmail.com. Or you may also visit the Talk with Micah and Friends Facebook page. And you may inbox me with your suggestions there as well, okay? Well, you guys know what time it is, right? It is now time for the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Don't forget, if you would like your ticket to Mr. and Miss MBU in October, the very first preliminary for the competition will be held this coming Sunday, May 18th in Atlanta, Georgia at Club Rush. Registration will be held at 12 p.m. Contest will actually start promptly at 7. Categories to include presentation, which is white, talent, sportswear, of course, non-seasonal, gown, and question and answer. For more information, you may contact Mario Young of My ATL Productions via Facebook or you may also contact the reigning national king or queen, Cameron Black and Giselle Barbie Royale. Also, this Sunday, May 18th, starts Gay USA Classic and Miss Gay USA Competition Week. May 18th, 19th, and 20th belongs to Miss Gay USA Classic, honoring Amy DeMilo for the girls over 40, 
and May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd belongs to Miss Gay USA, honoring Shasha Reese in Dallas, Texas. For more information, you may go to www.usofa.org. I also would like to send a special good luck to a few ladies, um, those ladies including Mocha Montrese, Victoria LePage, Desiree DeMornay, Portia Paris, Nicole Love Dupree, and Jasmine Masters. Good luck, ladies. D.C. Black Gay Pride will be held next week starting May 22nd, which is Thursday, through May 26th, which is Memorial Day in Washington, D.C. That's five days, 15 to 20 events, and one hell of a weekend. Um, a. Marie, Fly Young Red, El Varna, Marlo Hampton, and Tamar Braxton are just a few of the celebs that will be in the building, okay, over the weekend. I will, of course, post all flyers to the Facebook page so you all can govern yourselves accordingly. And, yes, Micah will definitely be in the building, baby. Can't wait, can't wait. Diamond of the South, Diamond of the South, Mr. and Miss Newcomer and Miss Plus, okay? So Diamond of the South, Mr. and Miss Newcomer, as well as Miss Diamond of the South Plus, will be held Friday, June 6, 2014 at the Encore Nightclub at 3942 Lane Avenue in New Orleans, Louisiana, honoring Xavier Dupree, Kamaya L'Oreal Times, and Miss Armani Nicole Davenport. Registration is at 12, pageant starts at 7 p.m. sharp. Uh, the categories for the newcomers, presentation in white, talent, sportswear, formwear, evening gown, entry fee is $150. Now, for the plus, the categories are a little different. You have presentation in white, talent, sportswear, or swimwear, gown, top five question and answer, and the entry fee is $200. And special guests will include Alphonse Dupree and Daphne Dupree, Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South, baby. Okay? Y'all ready for that? I know that I am. And one last announcement, one last announcement in the free and clear segment. Mr. and Miss Lakeshore Continental, your ticket to Mr. and Miss Continental will be held Monday, June 30th at the Baton Show Lounge at 436 North Clark Street in Chicago, Illinois. Doors open up at 8. Contests will start promptly at 9, okay? You'll have Nasha Lopez, Lorraine Miss Continental, Khalil Valentino, Mr. Continental, Mimi Marks, Miss Continental 1992, Mocha Montrese, Miss Continental 2010, and the lovely, the lady Taji Iman, Miss Continental Plus 2014. So if you have not gotten your ticket yet to be a part, to compete for Mr. or Miss Continental, guess what? You can go and compete for Mr. and Miss Lakeshore Continental in Chicago, Illinois on June 30th, okay? Well, that's actually it for the free and clear segment. Next up, I will sit down live with the stars of RuPaul's Drag Race from season four, five, and six. Stay tuned.
HIV ends with us. Because HIV ends with us. I don't know what's going on with the audio that we had playing, but of course, you know, we're always going to have some technical difficulties sometime, somehow, some way. But anyway, um, welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. I'm so glad you guys have joined me on this evening. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race is an American reality competition television series, which is produced by World of Wonder for Logo TV. Um, RuPaul plays the roles of host, mentor, and a source of inspiration for this particular series which details RuPaul's search for America's next drag superstar. Tonight, I am very fortunate to have three of the former contestants of RuPaul's Drag Race competition. So let's welcome to the show, from South Beach, Florida, and voted Miss Congeniality of Season 4, Latrice Royale. How are you, Latrice? I am wonderful. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Thank you so very much. Uh, from Season 5, let's welcome the Las Vegas showgirl herself and former Miss Gay America, Coco Montrese. How are you, Coco? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you so very much for um, coming on tonight. And while some may call her little Beyonce, others may adapt to her new nickname, Video Fish, she will always be my little sister with so much potential from this year's Season 6. And living in Atlanta, Georgia, let's welcome to the show Miss Trinity K. Bonet. Welcome to the show, Trinity. Oh, thank you for having me. You are welcome. You're welcome. I'm very appreciative, appreciative of the time that you guys have allotted in your busy schedule to sit down with me just for a few minutes to speak to your fans, your foes, if you have any, and those that are inspired by your work and those considering heightening their drag career by entering the drag competition. So let's get right to it, as I always like to. I don't like to waste any more time. Um, I always start out just wanting to know more about my guests. So, ladies. If each of you can tell me just a little about yourself, you know, where you're from, uh, your age, if, you, if you're okay with giving that information, and who or what inspired you to enter the art form of female impersonation. So, again, where you're from, your age, if you would like to divulge that information, and who or what inspired you to enter the art of female impersonation. We'll start with Latrice, then we'll go to Coco, and then Trinity. Okay. Well, as you know, uh, Latrice, Comes from humble beginnings. I'm from Compton, California, originally. I okay. reside in Hollywood, Florida now, and I've been there for the last 23 years. And um, I am 42 years of age and still dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, basically, I um, I've been doing drag for 21 years, and I was. It was on a dare. Okay. That's how it all got started. And um, I ended my first contest and lost. It was a booger. And then I decided to try it again, and I won. And now you can't get me off the stage ever. <laughs> ever. Okay. Okay, cool. And I, I've heard that before because I've, I've interviewed a few entertainers over the um, over this past season. And a lot of them said, you know, it started out as a dare or they just ended up going to a show, seeing it, someone put them in drag, 
or they kind of locked it in and thought, hey, why not, you know? So that seems to be the common thread. Okay, 21 years in the game. That's good. That's good. Thank you so very much, Elatrice. And what about you, Coco? Yeah, oh, I'm from Miami, from Miami, Florida. Um, I live in Las Vegas now. And I'm about to turn 20 years old, which I'm very proud of. Very proud of my okay. age. Age is a good thing. Age is a good thing. Most yeah. definitely. Um, let's see. Well, gosh, I started my career in college. I started my grad career in college. I, uh, Malcolm on Street was the one that inspired me the most, and now um, that's who I met. That's actually who put me um, for my very first time. So it was very, very interesting. I figured I'd just do a, 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 a little talent show here and win some extra money to get to school without having to call home. Right. I'm for fear. Um, it turned into very Okay. And someone, and I'm sorry, Coco. Someone has a lot some um, background noise. So if if you if it's not Coco, then you can mute your phone until I uh, um, get to you. That'd be great. Um, but Coco, you said you you were going to school and um and your school was Alabama State, correct? I went to Alabama State University. Yes, that's where I went to school. I studied theater there. It mean my career took off from there. It was supposed to be just something I was doing to get through some extra money, and I went to school and it became a great career. Um, now I'm in Las Vegas, uh, working in a show that I've been in for almost four years now, uh, called Frank Marino Jesus Las Vegas. One of the biggest shows in the country. So I'm very, very um, blessed. I'm very, very blessed to be in the position I am. Okay. And and Coco, what's what's the name of? Is that Frank Marino's Divas show? Yes, Frank Marino's Divas Las Vegas. Uh huh. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. <laughs> but thank you so very much. <laughs> Coco for um for giving me giving us that information that insight and uh, my best friend actually uh went to uh Cameron Black who's Mr Black University he actually went to Alabama State graduated from there as well and so when he found out he was like oh I didn't know Coco was there so you know that was I guess when you were on the show and stuff like that so he was very you know touched and inspired just by that um so thank you again and Miss Trinity. You are up now. Um, you can go ahead and, and, and tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, your age, and what inspired you to get into the art of female impersonation. Oh well, um, I am. Well, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was raised in Miami, Florida. So I was like 14, and then my mom moved to um, like Lakeland area of Florida, okay. and then from there. Um, I was like 15, and then my father, who was Kendall Bonet, mm-hmm. um, he was in Orlando, and um, he was like, "I'm going back to Orlando," and I said I wanted to go with him. And at that time, I was already going through the dumb phases of not wanting to go to school, and you know, like all those very childish mistakes. And my mom, at that time, kind of was like, "Well, you know, since you don't want to go to school, then apparently you want to be grown." And um, she was like, "If you want to go, you can go." And she knew Kendall as like my as my as my godfather, so she allowed me to leave, and I left at fifteen, and I moved to Atlanta. And then, um, with all attentions on starting school there, just wanting to be somewhere else, right? Um, that was my attention at the time, but that didn't happen. I, um, my father ended up being very busy at his own endeavors, and I was kind of left alone because he was traveling. So I needed some extra money and stuff. And I had already started playing in drag at that time. I was 14 when I started playing in drag anyway. Okay. I grew up around um, 
Sheena Zion Hawkins and J.D. Mon and right. um, Tatiana Blackson and all of those girls out of Miami and, you know, um, Valencia and all those girls. So I grew up around them because my mother was in that lifestyle as well, and she was a very yeah. mentor to all of those girls. And, um, yeah, so I started playing in it, and then I was like, I needed money. So then um, I can't even remember who I met or how I met, who I met, but I found out about the talent show that Timmy Shimon had, which was Icons of the Millennium at 708. Uh-huh. That was the first talent show I did, and I did Fantasia. And then um, I met Talia Capstein, and she took me over to the jungle. And the only reason I was able to get these clubs because I was in drag, so they're already assuming, oh, well, she's of age. You know, she's, she's of age, right. Right. So that's how I ended up going into the jungle for the very first time at 15. And I was like a fucking kid in a candy store. Like, my eyes were so big. And mm. I can remember sitting there watching Nicole do, um, uh, what's her name, Shanti Savage. I was alive. And it was just like, it was mesmerizing. And then a week later, I auditioned for Junior Cast, and I didn't win. And then I came back and auditioned again, and I got on. Um, and then I made it through finals. So at that time, I was working on the side of the century at 15, almost 16. Okay. And then, um, yeah, went on to do um, pageants after pageants, and I did Black America at 17, and Giselle beat me. I got first. Stop <laughs> a real newcomer. You remember that? <laughs> yes. And then I did Miss Shepherd, a newcomer. My first pageant I won was a newcomer pageant on the Galaxy, which was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And from there, Trinity was basically born. I, I will say this. Yeah. I never shared this story with you. Um, <laughs> but I'll take you back to 2006, uh, Sweetheart International. It was the year that Gia and, um, yeah. Gia and Cameron won. You uh you were there as a boy. You wasn't in drag or whatever. But I was in drag because I did drag, you know, years, years, years ago. But, you know, I was in someone's talent. I think his name at the time was Khalil Hilton or something. I was in his talent, and Khalil, I was getting ready yeah. for his talent. <laughs> I was getting ready for his yeah. talent, and I needed, you know, somebody to help me put on my shoes. And you came over, you know, and you was like, oh, I'll help you, and you helped, you know. And I didn't know you at all at that point, you know, who you were. And I just remember that just from way back when, you know, you helped me put on my shoes or whatever, getting in drag and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't know who that young little boy is or whatever, but I am appreciative of him, you know. He helped me out or whatever. And from there, you know, of course, meeting you through Atlanta, and then we became really, really cool. So, okay, so you guys, you know, you had some interesting stories. And it seems like all of you are from Florida. Is that right? Everybody yeah. from Florida. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. You know, I didn't know everybody was from Florida. But okay. Um, everybody has, you know, I don't care who you are. You know, you're always going to have or people are going to have a, a misconception or there's going to be a misconception about you, right? So what do you feel, if you know, is the biggest misconception about yourself and your drag persona? So I'll ask that to Coco first, then we'll go to Trinity, and then Latrice. My well, my biggest misconception of my drag persona? Yeah. Hmm. That's hard to say. I mean, especially after being on reality TV, you know, you, you're portrayed a certain way and people see you a certain way, and immediately after that 42 minutes, that's what they, they've arrived at this <laughs> preconceived notion that they know everything about you and they All right. mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very, very supportive of the art. For me, to be honest with you, I I think the biggest misconception is with all the 
it's best that we that I don't have time um, to stop and help the other girls along the way. And the 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 truth of the matter is, with me, you know, people always ask me, "Are you going to do pageants again? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that?" Um, I would never say never, but I don't know what the future holds. But I am very very supportive of any, you know, um, up and coming drag queen that wants to do pageants. I'm I sponsor many. And I'm very, I'm also of a silent sponsor. I don't do it for the recognition. I don't do okay. it for, you know, the fame. But um, I support them in whatever they want to do. A lot of people say, well, you, you know, Miss Gay America was your thing. That's not my thing. I, it, That's fine with me. I'll support you in whatever passage you want to do, just as long as you do passage. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times, you know, with new reality fame, people, they they don't see where we actually get our base from, where we left off, that's where people where we grow and where we, you know, we groom our craft. And to me, that's pageant. So I support pageant mm-hmm. 100%. You know, I'm going to support mm-hmm. all the young who still have an interest in that because that is the base of what we do. And I think people are forgetting that. That is the base. Right. Regardless of how it's portrayed on TV that the pageant girl from there today that, you, I think that's the base of what we do. It's like going to college. That's college for drag queens, pageant. Yeah. That's true. Okay. That's the biggest thing I think is people think that you just don't have the time for what you, you know, from where you came from, for the things that you came from. Or we're too good to do them. Uh-huh. Right. Too good or just just because you're you're now this celebrity, everyone thinks that, oh, I'm just, they, they think that you're all of that. You feel as though that you're all of that. You're full of yourself and not able to remember, you know, like you said, where you come from. Exactly. Come from. Right. Exactly. Okay. And Tracy, what about you? What's the biggest misconception misconception about you? Mm, um, as of right now, at this point in my life, I think it would probably be the same as Coco. It's just people um, automatically assuming that because you have this newfound fame, that you are that you think that you're better than or um, you're not in the same caliber as anybody else. Um, I feel that no, I am no longer on the same caliber as most people because. I don't, I'm not treated like I was before I was on your Right. The, the level of respect as an entertainer has gone and skyrocketed so much. You know, um, it, it, the, the, the appreciation of the entertainment is so different. And I don't know if it's the environment or whatever the case may be. In my case, I, I get every day just, the stories that people tell me and how I've inspired them and they come up to see me and they just want a glimpse of what I look like in person. That's the appreciation. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I'm so overwhelmed and I get so teary-eyed every time I go somewhere because never before have I felt this until this particular thing has happened to me. But people make will try to make you feel like, you know, you think, oh, you're better than everybody else because now you have this fame. No, baby, I worked for this fame. So if, 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 if any time you ever see me toot my horn, please, by all means, allow me to have that moment. Because it wasn't, it wasn't hard. I mean, it wasn't easy getting to where I am now. And anybody is welcome to have the same thing and same opportunities if you apply yourself just like I did, just like Coco did, just like Patrice did, just like you apply yourself to anything in life. You can't um, punish somebody for success when you have not tried to succeed yourself. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's just how that's just how I've been feeling, you know. And I get it a lot from the community. I, the community, our own community, had, 
will punish you more than the straight folk. Those are the people that are supporting us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would think that our my community or our community would be like, bitch, you did it. You, you're turning. Now, don't get me wrong. Every blue moon, you have those girls. But there's a, a whole lot of them that don't see it for you. And I ain't doing nothing that they couldn't have been doing or that they're not doing or, you know, what? And, and, and it's just that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I can go on and on about yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 I think Trinity, you know, having – Lived, lived in Atlanta 12 years in the same city you lived in. Of course, I no longer live there anymore. But I would say, even speaking on to my own life, that, you know, I was always a person that sold into other people's dreams and, and things of that nature, kind of like what Coco does now. She doesn't mind supporting and this and the other or people that she know or whatever. And, you know, you get caught up in your own, you know, you get caught up in all of that, you know. And then with Atlanta, with it, I don't know what that was. With Atlanta, it's very much it's a doggy dog world. You know, everybody it's always competition, but so much competition and so much hate, and it's less love. You know, so you should be out there trying to. You know, we should all be proud of Trinity, Latrice, and Coco. We should all be proud of all of you guys because you you put in the work. You did the application. Yes. Did the video you this and I, I do think even by going online now and seeing like the little website where you can go vote for people or whatever, I've I've seen a lot of girls that kind of come around you know where we're from and stuff that are applying. So I think that you are inspiring uh, a lot, and I think that you have some haters, and you're always going to have haters. You know, you're always going to have haters. But um, it's 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 a it's a crazy world that we live in. It's in this community where we should be lifting each other up, and this is the reason why I did this show or did this my my talk with Mike and Friends show, period, is because we need more positivity in the community and less negativity. We have to uplift each other because if we're not going to uplift each other as a community, who's going to do it? You know, who's going to do it? So I totally get it, but, you know, Trinity, you keep pushing forward, you keep doing your thing, and I think what you're, the love that you're receiving now is a testament to your drive, to your professionalism, and to your dedication to the art. You know, you started at a very young age, and look where you are now. So um, congrats to you once again. And Miss Latrice, what about you? What, what is the, I don't even know what your biggest misconception could be, um, but <laughs> what would be the biggest, biggest misconception about Latrice? I mean, you know, um, I don't know if it's so much a misconception because I'm still kind of like on the bandwagon with Trinity and and Coco because I don't have a lot of problems with misconceived notions about me because I'm pretty much with an open book. So everything that there is to know about me and my past and my history and whatever. It's been, it's been said, documented, printed, and signed, still delivered. So um, <laughs> biggest thing is that I do get a lot of people know that I do come from a passive background, and um, they ask me, well, are you going to be, you know, run for USA or Continental Plus or whoever? Um, my answer is always no, um, because I'm, at one point, it's no secret that was my dream, and that is what I wanted to do. Um, because, like Coco said, that is our roots. That right. is where we come from. That is the base of drag royalty. It's the pageantry. And I will still, and I still do, uphold and love the legacy, and I support it. That's why I own the pageant now. Right. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I want to keep pageantry alive. And in a different way, and if I have the powers that I have to do good and to be able to um, have another system that's added to 
um, the art of female impersonation so it can get exposure, national and international exposure. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I saw my destiny, my new destiny is. Um, so for people who have asked or want to know, no. Patentry, uh, you won't see me in swimsuit competition. You won't. But you will see me supporting and upholding, you know, the values that Patentry has to offer. I don't care what system, you know. And, um, yeah, I, that's that's the biggest thing. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you touched on the pageantry because that was a question later on. But Coco's already said, you know, never say never, but right now it's not, you know, her thing. And then, of course, you said your piece, no, you're not going to do it. So now, Trinity, you might as well ask the question. You you are still fresh in pageantry. So um, is it something that you're going to, you know, with this newfound success and all of that, are you going to, you know, go back into pageantry eventually or what? Yeah, I, I will. I will because pageantry is something that I love to do. See, my problem is is that I'm not competitive, and that's you said that you're not what? I'm not. I'm not really competitive. Okay. Um, I, I love being on stage. I love the, the the opportunity to sell garments and have nice clothing, and I like all of that aspect. I just don't like the cutthroat cattiness of you know all of that, which made it hard for me on TV because. You know, you have to put on this persona. The thing with pageantry is, I didn't got. I don't have to say a goddamn thing. It's a question to answer. I right. didn't see that person selling my garment and doing talent, and mm-hmm. you know, and showing what it is that I have to do in my talent and showing my clothes. And then when I got the question to answer, I can speak from the heart, and I don't have to worry about being a mess or making anybody laugh or all these other things. That's the love I love about pageantry. So, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a competitive person, so it, it makes it like. It makes it kind of hard. And the things mm-hmm. that I wanted to be, I have gotten a fear of wanting to be them now mm. for a few reasons. Um, there's there's certain competitions that I wanted to be a part of, but um, I've made it in my mind that I'm not qualified to reign as those things at this present moment, especially now that I've been on television and I'm being held up to certain standards. Now, now I, I have no choice but to look a certain way. And then, if not, it's extra pressure. If I haven't already had pressure now, it's definitely pressure on me now, you know. Yeah. So it's something I'm going to get back into, but just not at this moment. I'm just kind of milk, milk this cow until. Yeah, and you may, you may never, you may never even have the desire. Kind of like how Coco and and Latrice, you know, you because of what you guys stay busy and doing this and doing that, you may, you don't know what you know God has in store for you. So it may, you may not ever return to Patrick as a contestant. You know, fam, just being honest. Not because you don't want well, to, but because you have so much going on, you know. And so many oh, I have a desire. Don't get me wrong. I have a desire for it. There's plenty of things I wanted. I, I, I still want that opportunity to go from city to city representing a national competition. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I did that being this model thing, of course, and I was completely grateful for it. But, you know, being something, being other things, USA right. and the, the EO Watch, I, I want, if, I, if it's only one, right. I can say that I have the opportunity to be a part of that sort of girls. You know, and and it was and it it was a great opportunity. Like Duval, every girl that done been Duval done cried. I want to cry too. <laughs> I want the opportunity too. You know, I want to know what it felt to be there. Right. So I, I still have the, the the desire for it. I just feel like it'd be too much pressure on me right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I mean, I look at it. I I mean, I'll say this really fast. It's just it's like I said before. It's just like college. It's like a university. You go to the school. 
you do the pageantry, once you achieve that goal, um, it's like you you get the degree, you can't really go back and get the degree again, you go ahead and teach. And that's why I say it's like, you know, like you like she said, you still have the desire. You still have the mm-hmm. desire to compete. Do I, have, I get the desire all the time. Oh my God. Sometimes you I was judging the pageant Miss Maryland America last two weeks ago and the girl walked out of the evening gown and I said, My God, I wanna do this again. But then I'm taking from the opportunity for others who have not got to experience yeah. it. And I think that I'm so constantly pushing these girls and supporting these girls because I want them to get what I got. I want them to feel what I felt. You know, going through the pageantry systems and stuff. I want them to feel that. A lot of people don't know. You know, I went to Florida, USA before I was before I was Florida, America. Before I went to America, I tried all the different systems until I found the one that fit for me. And that's what I think these girls need to understand. They can do that. They need to. Yeah, yeah, like that. That it's okay to try a different system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't really, you really don't know what you really love until you really try it. <laughs> or what fits you. Mhm. Okay. Good. Now, um speaking about goals, Coco, since you brought that up, um, whenever you decide to dedicate yourself to anything, you know, we all have a certain goal that we desire to obtain. So, uh, ladies, real quick, when you initially stepped into the drag scene, you know, what was your ultimate goal as an entertainer? And do you feel that you reached that initial goal as of today? And you can, we can go to Trinity and then go ahead. Whoever wants to go. No, I was just saying that was a good question. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, go ahead, to you. Oh, you want me to go first? Oh, I, no, I thought you were speaking. That's why I didn't want to question. Oh, no, that's a good question. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, honestly, I think I'm a, I've achieved everything I want to in drag, I feel like I'm a teacher now. You know, I feel like I'm a teacher. I mean, sometimes I'll be honest with you, it's just surreal to drive into work every night and look up above your head and there's a billboard with your face. I feel like I've arrived. And and the humility that I've gained from that, because sometimes when things like that happen for people, it changes their whole aura of who they are and they get these big heads and become, you know, think they're invincible and they think they're this and that. And it, it humbles me so much to see what I, as a human I could achieve just, just by putting my mind to it. I didn't know how these things were going to happen, but I always dreamed that this is what I wanted to do. Um, have I achieved it? Yes, I think I have achieved all that I want to. It's by the limit? Absolutely. Do I think there's other things I could do? Absolutely. But I think the reason I've gained all that is because I go all the way back to the beginning. For these young kids who see us and and I had one come to the show last night in Vegas. I was so tired it was over, but I went out to see them and talk to them. Uh-huh. And they're crying, and they're they're just from meeting you. And you don't understand it because you just, <laughs> just, just love what I do. I don't, uh-huh. you know, I love what I And I think once you achieve that goal of loving what you do, mm-hmm. you it. it may be small, it may be big, but once you've achieved that, then I think we've all made it. I think you've made it to that point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, to me, yeah, I think I've made, I think I've made my mark in this industry. Um, there's more marks to be made, but I think if something was to happen to me tomorrow, God forbid, and I left and I and I went on, I'm sure that, that people will look back and say, "Well, she made her mark." You know, she made. Most definitely. Well, thank you so very much, Coco. And what about you, Latrice? Um, yeah, I 
you know, coming starting from my the beginning days of the trees, you know, I really, um, I was always the underdog, you know, um, just because of nearly my size. People uh-huh. look at my size and they make snap judgment. But little do you know, I come from a dance background, and bitch, I'm going to high kick, I can spit, I can pirouette, I can sweate, I can do all those things and really be the entertainer that you least expect to see. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I pretty much, um, I think I've done very well in succeeding in doing that um, from an entertainment standpoint. And from a business standpoint, um, I've always had goals and dreams and aspirations of just um, being in a position where I can try to help um, other girls reach the level of professionalism and that they want to reach, you know, um, from a professional standpoint. And by me, I've always had a business mindset. So, um, I like. I would be the first girl to revolt and say, no, this is not fair. No, you can't treat us this way. No, we need a dressing room. No, we need a mirror. You know, those kind of things that other girls wouldn't like to make waves about. I'm going to push waves, and I'll be the first one to walk out. I'm done. I quit because, you know, you're only going to get, you know, you only get treated how you allow people to treat you. Exactly. I've always treated myself with respect and dignity. I've always held myself in a professional manner, and I've always expected that in return. And so when I don't get it, that's when I pop off and it's going to be over. But but luckily, you know, through the success of Drag Race, you know, um, I have built a brand that I am quite confident in, and I have something that is my name, my stamp, um, and it's something that I did brick by brick, stone by stone, pebble by pebble. And am I where I want to be? Absolutely. But is there room for growth and improvement? Absolutely. That's what I'm going to now. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I cre- we created um, this management company, and it just so happens that Trinity and Coco are under my management. Um, and that's something that is always growing and evolving as well because um, is everything hunky-dory? No, not all the time. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. And that's where my, my hands get in with the digging and the grinding because I want – not only our clients, but I want us all to be successful because it's a team effort, you know, and I feel like there's a room for everybody to get a piece. So we work together. We can all get a piece of this. Most definitely. And Latrice, um, we'll be talking, okay? (laughs) We'll just be talking very soon about that. Uh, But thank you so very much. (laughs) And Trinity, what about about you? Um, I have in 23 years, well, 23 years of age, but doing drag 11 years, actually, I have done a lot of things that a lot of people in this, in our particular industry of pageantry or, you know, being in shows and stuff, I have not had that chance to do. And I, to this day, still surprise myself. I'm still surprised that I have, I've been at shown being the Spotters Inc., um, that I've won the competitions that I've won, 
um, that I have been on national television and been a spokesperson or a representative to up-and-coming entertainers, people who have these things still surprise me. I, it's different for me than it is for Latrice and Coco because they have more years up under their belt in this industry. So I cannot necessarily say that I am where I want to be. I am extremely grateful for what I have been given the opportunity to do, but there is so much more I have put inside that I want to I have a desire to have my own show, um, my, with my, my own cast of girls, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in, in producing drag and the vision that I was taught in the way that I see it. Um, well, yeah, with the things that I was taught, but the way that I see it. Um, being able to travel all over the world, which I'm getting the opportunity to do. I go to Australia on the, fir- on the first. Oh, um, wow. Thank just, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so much shit that I have conquered, but yet to conquer. Um, but I'm so grateful and so humble. And, and, and it's kind of like with Coco. Even even if I haven't got the chance to do half of the stuff that I know I want to do, I could drop in right now in this movie theater, <laughs> and I would be happy. No, no, I would, uh-huh. I would, I would be happy. I, I wasn't fortunate enough to graduate, but that opportunity for Drag Race for my mother was like a diploma for her. Wow. It, 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 she, she's so... She, oh, your, your mother roots, baby. Right. She roots for, for, oh, yeah. for her son. You hear so, me? Yeah, I love it. She's so Team Trinity, and everything that I do, you know, it, she always texts me, "Don't, don't forget my solo, whatever city you in." Like she, she's so, 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 so proud of me, and um, it just drag has no longer become about me. I've learned to have fun. I've learned because mm-hmm. I've always been that person who who needed validation. Right, I always validation. I always seek validation. And that was that was my demon. That was my demon to this industry because it, I didn't feel like my, my my elders or my veterans didn't approve of what I did or didn't like it. If they didn't go up for it, then I didn't think it was quality or it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that, that fucked me for a long time. And I, I'm just starting to realize I don't need no validation. Look at the stuff that I've conquered on my own. Because exactly. to be perfectly honest with you, the things that I have gotten in life, in this industry, I have gotten on my own. Nobody's given me anything but advice here and there. You know, no shade to anybody else if they're listening. But, I mean, it's true. I've gotten advice here and there. Somebody, uh, there's girls that helped me, a few girls. And matter of fact, it's girls who I'm up and coming with. Tasha Thomas has helped me more than anybody that I know. Mm-hmm. Besides my gay mother, Bianca, who passed away. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 been, it's been one of those type of situations with me. And I'm still working through it. And I'm still young, so I can't. Yeah, you're still young, fresh, all that good yeah, stuff. Well, fresh. all of you are young. Let's put it. Let's put it out there. Everybody's young. Everybody's young. Uh, but let's talk drag race. Coco Montrese, um, with headlining in Vegas with the Frank Marino Diva Las Vegas show. Um, what actually prompted you to submit an application to be a part of RuPaul's Drag Race? Um, you know, the, the thing about it is, it you know, the show is going in its fifth year, and um, I was a very big supporter of the show. I have friends on the show from beginning, I mean, I think from every season um, up until then. And I think it's just, it gets to the point where um, you watch it, you watch it, you watch it, and when the time is right, you'll do it. I'll be honest with you, I never thought I would ever do reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for many reasons. I mean, for many reasons. Um you, you you run the risk of people actually like like we were talking about before, not really knowing the real you 
and and judging you for what they're what they're presented. Right. That kind of, you know that that was I was very fearful of that. I was very fearful of that because I didn't want my message to get lost in that. Um, doing it so late in my career, you know, you run the risk of of kind of tarnishing your career. So you don't know because you don't know what the outcome is going to be or how the outcome is going to going to be perceived. So, you know, I mean, I decided to do it. I mean, it was at the last minute. I said, you know what, it, I can't, it can't hurt me now. I've done everything I wanted to do. You know, this would just be a, a wonderful experience for me and something, you know, that I could, could do and, and the chance to actually interact with one of my biggest idols <laughs> right. in this industry, RuPaul. And, you know, and I've had that talk with him because, you know, when it first happened, being African American, just like he is, and you know, yes, I am part Dominican. Everybody asks, "Are you Dominican? Are you African? What are you?" But um, you do what your your community does. They call you a sellout. You know, once you reach that level, and I wanted to know from him, you know, being on the level that he's on and on, you know, on that big platform, how do you deal with people calling you a sellout when in actuality that was not the case? You just got a really good break, and you were you you became you know, what you've always dreamed of. How does that constitute you being a sellout? In our black community, they do label you. you So all of those things ran through my head when I was, you know, putting in the application to do it. Um, When it happened, it happened fast, and you don't have time. You really don't have time to think about it. You have to go for the ride, enjoy it. Um, And I tell anybody who, who, should I audition? Absolutely you should. Absolutely. I think everybody should. If you if it's what you want to do, I think everybody should. Do. All right. Well, thank you for that. And I'm going to move over to Trinity. Um, I just remember that you know, Trinity, you were a bit hesitant to apply for the show, um, but you finally did decide to put in the work and apply. So, what was your initial reaction when getting accepted for the show? I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> weird with me. I um. Well, first of all, when I found out, I got home and then they called and said I was on the show, and I was happy. I was excited, mm-hmm. nervous. Um, but from watching the show in the past, I was like, "Bitch, I got this. I could do this. This is nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing." <laughs> and uh, and you get there, and the first thing you do is take your phone, and you're like, "Ooh." Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I'm good. And then you locked in this hotel for three days, and then they finally come to get you and said, okay, we're going to do something. And you have no – you at I, first of all, I've never been in jail before. So at this point now, I feel like I'm in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you're tucked outside of your comfort zone. I'm going to say this. Drag Race is the hardest pageant you will ever do in your life. Amen. Drag Race is the hardest competition. There's no black universe, no gay universe. None of that compares to this competition because it's pageantry, but it's pageantry beyond belief. It's like, oh, my God, you have to have tough skin. And I I, I can remember I used to tell, for example, I used to tell Tasha all the time, I'm like, girl, go, go, sis, it's go, just do it, just do it, girl. Just go, girl, I can't do it, I can't do it. And now, even though, like, Coco was like, you know, I would tell any girl to go, I would tell a girl, go for the, if you feel in your heart that you can, you can do it, go. <laughs> but it's not easy. 
it wasn't fun for me. It wasn't it wasn't exciting. It wasn't um it, it it was a great opportunity. I met a lot of celebrities. I learned a lot of things. My the joy that I'm getting with drag race, I'm getting now. Meeting the people and traveling and you know, the perks of being on the show. But being there for me was not the tea at all. And, so and everybody's think, experience is different. I, I think it's safe to say, just from what I've heard in the past, you know, even prior to this interview, is that, um, and then we'll go to, well, I, I have a question for Latrice, but I, because I, she's back there just laughing. <laughs> but what I, uh, what I think is, even though it's a great opportunity, yeah, yeah, I've been on, I'm on Drive's Race, I got accepted. I think that now going forward, people just need to know that it's work. You know, eventually you're going to get that. You're going, to, you're going to get that shine and all of that. But when you get there, it's strictly work. It's strictly business. Mm-hmm. And don't under and don't underestimate. Do not under see the problem is is that like me and many other people, we underestimate people. And we, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to say people underestimate people, but you you go in there with your mindset that this is what it's going to be because you see it on TV. But people fail to realize they're watching a hour show that is right. filmed for 14 hours a day. Right. <laughs> so all that shit that y'all saw on television, you saw me with my face tooted up. You you saw me mad because so and so and so and so. I said this and yada yada yada. Don't buy into that shit. You have to experience it. Understand it, and half the time, if I said it, I did say it, but I probably didn't say it then, and I didn't feel that right. way. And my face was looking like this because it's cold in this motherfucking studio, and we've been standing in the same spot for an hour because RuPaul can't get his lines right. It's <laughs> a lot of stuff that no, goes on, Trinity. and they can use all of that. I, I, I totally, well, I totally, totally. I'm glad you said that because I totally, totally get where you're coming from, and I understand it because. You know, I worked, I was assistant for a reality celebrity um, for like a year or so before I moved to D.C. And so I get it. And I, all of what you see on TV, and I try to tell people with reality, period, all of what you see is really not all of what has happened. Those producers can put anything together and make it seem like something, you know? So the you smartest feel- people in Hollywood. Yeah, we probably would. You know, you got to get away from that. And Latrice is just me. So, so Latrice, before I ask you the question I want to ask you, is there anything else that you want to tag on to what Trinity has said? Because you would just gang that girl. Because Trinity, so she knows. See, that's just the truth. She is the gospel right now. Trinity is the gospel right now. Um, she sure is. Because I, I tell you, it is the hardest work I've ever done in my entire drag career. And I've been doing this for 21 years, like I said. And it's just, it's it's not like anything you've ever done. The 60 or 70, however many however many years it is that we've been through, the 70 people that have been through RuPaul's Drag Race, we all have a, a, a special bond because we all have been through an experience as though it may have been different. You understand the experience. Because nothing else compares to it. Let, 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 me, let me ask. Let me ask this really quick. Um, now I've heard, and if you guys, I mean, I, I hope you guys can answer the question. But like, let's say I'm on Drag Race, right? And I am the third person to go home. At that point, when I go home, do I really go home, or am I just am yeah. I there still to yeah. come fish in? I have no comment yeah. on that. Yeah, you're you out of here, bitch. And you're on the next one out. Okay, okay, okay. And then, of course, guys have to be shut mouth until, you know, until the show comes out, basically. Oh, yeah, you're going to be shut, too. 
<laughs> I kind of got something I want to tag on to what she, what y'all were saying earlier. Um, I Trinity was saying about her experience. You know, it was hard. It was like she said, the most hardest, you know, hardest thing we've ever done in our careers. Um, for me, it was a little different than I think any drag race girl that has ever had to go through it because I was thrust into a position where I had some unfinished business with a real friend, and yeah. I had to finish it when I got there in front of the cameras and everybody else. And that was really, really hard to do and keep your head in the game and try to do the competition because the world still will never know the real situation behind what, what we what were trying to right. Right, mm-hmm. and as we went through was real. Don't get me wrong. I'm, not, I don't want people to feel like it was not real. But yeah, it was very hard to deal with that because I'm just going to say it like this to put this to rest because I know everybody always has questions about it. Mm-hmm. I was in a competition. She was in a competition. We both signed a contract. Whatever happened between her and the owners happened between her and the owner. I mm-hmm. did my job. What I was required to do. There was none of that extra stuff. Everybody was saying, oh, you, she went and told on her. Nothing that ever happened. It was me fulfilling the obligation that I signed a contract to do. If not, I would have been sued. So that that was the whole thing with the Mickey America thing, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But that was unbefinished between me and her because we were friends before that, and we had not spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that was a, I mean, it had to have been an awkward situation. And then for either one of you to realize that both of you want to be on the show, and then you walk in and you see each other, it's like, well, damn. How is right. it going to be? She knew somebody she knew, bitch, because I walked into a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't know nobody. I didn't know nobody. I knew no. The only person I knew was Kelly Mantle, and when I got there, she was already gone. Because I remember it was two separate episodes. Right. But exactly. she was already gone. And I only knew her from a comedy special off Logo. Uh huh. So yeah. And then let, let, yeah. the treat you. Um, you you knew Lashawn Beyond already, right? Yeah, I knew Lashawn and Lisa. Um. Yeah, those are the only two I really knew, knew. But now, now Latrice, what was your biggest obstacle when taping and going through production for the show? And then what is also your proudest moment of being a part of the show? Oh, um, the biggest obstacle while taping... Ooh. That the food was horrible. Uh, <laughs> the catering uh, was horrible. I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, the thing. One, one, one day they had soul food, girl, I thought I was going home. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Detroit. I think um, and not be splitting the house down. Um <laughs> on camera so much. That was the biggest obstacle, I think. But I was Botoxed out of my mind, um, <laughs> luckily. So it kind of, like, it helped a lot. Um, and, and what was the other part of the question? Um, no, honestly, my proudest moment was um, making, it to, making it to the top four. Um, and and being blood the fan favorite miscongeniality um, is just that 
kind of like, even though you know everybody's like, oh, you represent for the big girls, work for the big girls. I, I, I was really trying to just represent for me, um, in the sense that showing that size, color, shape, all of that really does not have a factor and should not have a factor on who's successful. You know what I mean? And I just kind of just wanted to like put that to bed. So that made me feel good to um, have been the person of that my stature to make it that that far in the competition and okay. uh, pick up love from from the America the way I have. So it's wonderful. Now I'm going to ask you. We just have, we have just a few more minutes because I'm not going to keep you guys long. But I, I do. I have a fun little um, a fun little game I like to play sometimes from time to time. But I'm going to ask um, this really quickly. Um, as far as the lip sync for your life challenge, okay, um, how, first of all, how long or how much time do they allow for you guys to learn whatever the song is going to be? Like, because sometimes people are mm-hmm. spot on on the words and some people are just, like, still trying to catch the words. Well, like, for me, I don't know how they do the season, but, like, for our season, like, um, what they would do is you have – Elimination like the day, the next day, mm-hmm. they'll give it. They'll tell you your lip sync song is going to be such and such, and so you know like the day you have a day and a half basically. Okay. Okay. And Trinity, was that pretty much the same for this season? Um. Well, no. Well, when we first got there, they gave us all the music on our part, but they okay. don't tell you what song is. Yeah, that's right. right. So, yeah, they don't tell you when it's going to happen. Yeah, so like if they if they come in and they say this is next week's challenge, well this is next the next day's challenge, main challenge, and start learning um what a man for um the lip sync for your life. That's how they'll do it. So yeah, exactly. pretty much that's, the right. that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But some people are just more serious than others, I, I would I, I would say. <laughs> as far as trying to learn. Well, I mean to be, you know what? The funny thing is, is like I, when you look at it on TV, and sometimes you see like it off on the words. That's because they're editing. The music that y'all hear isn't the music that we hear there. So it's like an audio, an auto, an audio over the the record, the video recording. Okay. So if it looks like they may be off on their words, some pop y'all, but then a lot of times. Some are like that girl. Who was that? Was now, if you if you throwing your head and falling in the slits and turning your back so they can't see you not doing the words. Exactly. <laughs> your life, it ain't so you think you can dance. Now, now, Coco, tell me how when you had to sashay away, what was your what was your internal reaction when you when you honestly, honestly, uh-huh. thank God, right. it was thank God. Um, and the reason I say that is uh, the reason I say that is a lot of people don't know what's going on behind the scenes for you as a right. person. We we are not we we have no contact with the outside world. Right, right. before I went <laughs> to do that, um, my my husband found out he had cancer and he had to go into chemo. Oh, so no. and we had we had no contact. So mm-hmm. the emotions that you see and the stuff that you see, it's a buildup of what we are all going through in our personal lives as well. Yes, that ma'am. Have no clue about. And they go, well, why can't she just shake that off and and do what she you know needed to do right. to get through? never know what people are going through, even when you're watching reality TV, what, what's on the flip side of that. So but for me, when it was trying to satiate away, it was like, thank God, I need to get home and find out what's going on and make sure everything's okay. That yeah. was not it was so true to this. <laughs> I mean, I made the top five, so I was very happy. Very happy. Yeah, I was happy before you. 
But, but it was time to go home. I think when I went home, it was time to go home. Because the Ooh. thing about it is it's not about winning all the time. Of course, we all want the $50,000, but we have won. I wake up every day, look at how I'm living and where I'm going, and I can say to myself, I have won. Latrice has built her empire. She can say she's won. Trinity got through that. As much as stressful it was for her, she learned a lot. She won. You know, and that's that's the winner. That's that's what the winning is all about, and people don't understand that. So when it was time for me to pass your way, I was fine with it. (laughs) And Latrice, what about you? Was it the same type of feeling or? It was the same type of feeling. My thing was I was crying. I was very emotional, as you know. You remember I was very emotional um, exit um, mm-hmm. because I knew my life was changing for the better. And I had just done something that was so epic and so life-changing and so I had I had my own soul's journey, Tiffany. You know, so when you reach that moment and realize what you're doing and what your life work is about and what it's for, you reach the ultimate goal. So I knew I wasn't going to win, but I'd already won. And wow. so mm-hmm. I was good. I was good. Okay. And Trinity, what about you, darling? Yes, ma'am, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I that lip sync that whole day was I was so calm. You would think I had smoked the blunt. I was so calm that day. And when I lip sync, I was not out lip sync. Just a oh no, you you weren't. But, you weren't. <laughs> but at that time, first of all, it was uh, July first. And Fourth of July was in days, and I knew my mom was cooking, so I was already ready. That was civil war, and it was the same thing. It was like, bitch, I said it on the runway. They edited all that out, but I was like, you know what? A hundred thousand dollars is not gonna make me. When I got that phone call and it said I was on Drag Race, I had already won. So I, I have, con- I've done more than I thought I would have been able to do, and I was the longest-lasting girl from Atlanta, the one that they thought was going to go, was going to go home first. Home yeah, first, you know, so. You know, I was the longest fasting girl from Atlanta. And looking back at the show, I still shouldn't have went home. No, no, God. No, God. In my personal opinion. I, I can tell you that, that I can tell you your 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 episode, Jocelyn Fox actually should have been in the bottom with a door. Just you know, even even though you said someone's name wrong, I look at it as certain things you just should not bring up in an interview. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and then her, uh, and then her runway look wasn't. I mean, whether, whatever you did, whatever you faltered, but you know what, girl, the challenge. I, your your runway look like powered. Right, I did feel like I did understand what they said, and and what happens is with drag races that the main challenge is the ultimate thing. So with me getting his name wrong, that was my downfall. With her saying what she said to Georgia, that was her downfall. We both, I was fine with lip singing because I understood. And mind you, I didn't even realize I said this man's name wrong until I got on the runway because he never said anything on set. Right. He never said a word on set. So on the runway, I'm looking stupid like, are you serious? And it was like, yeah. Mind you, never had heard of him a day before, which is the best part that kind of also fucks with you. When you're not accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle or you're not um, aware of different things, like I didn't know who these people were. Right. And, 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 and it made me want to do my homework on all types, all types of entertainment and all types of different people so I can be aware of who it is that I'm talking to because I didn't know who they were. 
Right. So that already was like my downfall. But even still, I still don't feel like I should have went home. But sometimes yeah. not it's looking a, um, back. Sometimes but it was my time to go. Thing too, Trinity. Sometimes it's yeah. a culture thing too. I mean, the whole thing with Little Edie with me. You know, everybody made a big deal of me not knowing who Little Edie was, but yet and still, half the girls there didn't know either. I was just one that was not afraid to say I didn't. Now you ask them who Mom's Maisie is. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of those Caucasian girls have no clue who Mom's Maybe is. Right. In the black community, we knew who it was. I didn't know who Little E was. I never watched Grey Garden. And I'm still, I mean, I still don't apologize for it. Still don't know who it is. And I don't care, really. It, you don't really care. <laughs> no. It is what it is. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And I'm going to play this little game, and then I think we may have one call, and I'm going to let you guys go. So, Latrice, I'm going to give you two names, and I want you to tell me. You can give me one or two words that describes that person, whatever comes to mind when, when I give you the, the, the two names, okay? Okay. Latrice, the first name is LaShawn Beyond. Innovative. Okay. Chad Michael. Iconic. Okay. Coco Montrese. The two names I'm going to give you, the first one is Lanesha Sparks. Talented. Jink Monsoon. Extraordinary. Trinity K. Bonet, I have two names for you. Darian Lake. Funny. Bianca Del Rio. Inspirational. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you. What I'm going to do is, at this point, I think I have one person that has a question. I'm going to bring them on the line and see if they have a question or a comment. Uh, you you are now on the line with Micah, Coco, Latrice, and Trinity. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Hello? Would that be me? Yes. Oh, hello. My name is Rico Lord, sister to Micah and Trinity. How y'all doing? <laughs> Hi. Oh, I have a question for Trinity K. Bonet, but, of course, I have to acknowledge all the drag race royalty on the line. Uh, Latrice and Coco love you guys down. And, Micah, you just stole my question for Trinity about Bianca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my question for you, Trinity, sis, is in the season when, as it began, we all saw that you and Bianca kind of had a – up-and-down relationship, but as the season progressed, we did see that you guys came a little bit closer. Before Micah stole my question, my question to you was going to be, how do you feel about uh, Bianca Del Rio today, and are you guys close? Um, I, I, We're not, like, close, like, talk on the phone every day, but um, the love and respect is definitely there. I have um, – she is – very, very, very good at what she does. And as I said earlier, when you are um, not accustomed to being in different environments, you're only used to one type of thing. And, and, and I hate the fact that I was molded to be kind of one-sided when it came to drag. So I didn't understand the the different, you know, calibers of it. And Be- Bianca's comedy is a lot different from Sophia's. If that means, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very it, it's totally different. It's a 360. And if you don't, it's just having that tough skin. And I didn't understand it. And I was one of the girls like, bitch, you have one more time to crack a joke and I'm going to pop you on national television. But I did not want to be that person. That's why so many times you saw that dead silence. That was real. That was oh, me, yeah. like, being oh, an adult and not, not reacting. 
because it, it, it was going to go one way. It was going to be an angry black girl on TV jumps on comedian for take, not being able to take a joke. <laughs> but, but growing to learn her and learn who she is, I had to understand that that is a character that's built up. That's not who she really is. I mean, she cracks jokes all the time, but that hardness that she gives wasn't who she was. And I think we all saw that towards the end of the season. Yes, that, yeah, you know, I, did, I did see she that towards the end of the season. She kind of got comfortable with her. Yeah, she got comfortable with her environment. I think she's naturally defensive and naturally that way when she's around people that she doesn't know because that's how she's always been. Then when she got accustomed to the girls that she was around, she softened up. And that's that was all of us. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Rico Lord, for the question. And if anyone has a question they can or comment, you have about one, 30 seconds to press 1. 30 seconds to press 1. Okay, and while I'm waiting to see if anybody else has a question, I will say this, Coco and um, well, all three of you, uh, what's next for you at this at this point in this stage in the game? What's next for you, or, or what are you currently doing? What would you like to promote? I mean, just you know, let it all out. So, Coco, you first. Oh my gosh, there's so much, so much um, in the works right now for me. I'm very, very excited about um, many projects that I'm working on right now. I am in the studio working on my music. Um, it's mm-hmm. taking a while to do because I don't want um, it to be pretty much basically, oh, you go to Drag Race and you put out a, you put out a song. Um, I'm really, really conscious about what I put out, so it takes a little bit longer. Um, I've got, so I got music projects going on, a lot of traveling going on. Um, Diva's just touring right now, so I'm trying to do this show in Vegas and I'm going out on a lot of the tour dates as well. Plus, I have my own tour going on. Um, I'm going to be going out of the country soon, too, as well. It's just a lot going on for me, and I'm very, very excited and very, very happy. And in the middle of all of that, just basically trying to get my young <laughs> up-and-coming drag queens ready for their pageants and what's going on with them and being a mentor to them. So it, things are looking up. Things look great. Great. Being productive, is, for me, being productive is always positive. So I wish you well with everything, busybody. And um, Trinity, what's hey. next? You're welcome. What's next? Uh, you, well, Trinity? as of right now, I am in San Antonio. I have a show tonight with Ben Creme at Heat. So if anybody's listening in San Antonio, come see me. Um, and just during, I go to Australia, like I said, um, June 1st, and I'm there for like two weeks, and I'm working all over the UK, so that's a blessing. And then um, coming back and still doing work in the city, I'm also start, uh, my uh, my organization, which is uh, Surviving Divas, uh, HIV and AIDS related organization. Okay. And hopefully, I'll have a fashion show put together in Atlanta um, okay. for up and coming designers, and it'll be a nonprofit. And in between that, I'll get some of the drivers girls to come and entertain. Okay. So um, that's well. I hope I get that. Even though I don't live in Atlanta anymore, I hope I I get the invite at least. Of course, of course, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Okay, of course. Great. And what about you, Latrice? Okay, uh, well, you know, she's busy. Um, I'm still um, <laughs> playing all my tour dates. Um, as you know, I am my ordained minister as well as I as well, and I have been officiating weddings. And I no, Latrice, I didn't know you were our ordained minister. Yes, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Oh, you, where have you been under a rock, baby? You Child have must have been. <laughs> That's obvious. Yeah, Whoa, okay, I'm marrying okay. folks. All the gays and stuff is getting married. They're the hollering and screaming. I'm every time I miss a tree. Wow. <laughs> like, okay. 
traveling and doing that um, is wonderful, and I still have some um, international gigs coming up. Um, my new song, Wait, is available on iTunes. Catch the video on YouTube if you haven't seen it already. It's sickening. The remixes are sickening. Yes, and, I have. Uh, and I placed it on my show a couple weeks back. Go ahead. I live. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm just uh, always evolving and always trying to strive for greatness. So that's what, that's what's going on with the trees. Okay. Uh, thank you so very much. So everybody's already told me what's going on with them. I'm going to take one more call, and then at that point we'll go to our closing, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So 352-9800, 352-9800, you are now on the line with Micah, Coco, Latrice, and Trinity. Can I have your name, your qu- where you're calling from, and your question, please? Hey, what's up, girls? How y'all doing? Hi. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, my name is Jerrica. I'm repping Gainesville 352 in Florida. So we're sisters in, in that sense. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm a huge fan, and I was wondering what's the tea on doing an All-Stars, and are any of y'all being considered? Like, how is that pro- process? Like, I know Latrice, you did it, but... Um, I was just wondering what's what's going on with that. Is are they going to do another one? What's the tea, girls? I know that they're in the works. I know they have been uh, putting it out there that they are going to do another All Star season. Um, as far as when, I don't know. Um, but I think right now they're just putting out the, the the feelers and getting the hype out and getting the kind of feedback from. Um, the fans, you know, to see who they want to see. So, um, yeah. Okay, and Coco or and Trinity, do you guys are, are you being considered, or has anybody but put a button in your ear? Yeah, I, well, I I definitely know I want to go. When I was in LA, I asked one of the uh, PAs about it, and she was like, "Well, they're trying to focus on season ten right now, but just keep promoting the show and." all of that, and, you know, they'll get to you and stuff like that. I think they pretty much go off of requests of who they want to see. They have drag officials, which I'm not sure if that means anything or not. But um, I definitely want another chance. I feel like I can go and I can rock it. I've been there once. It only takes one time for me. So, ding, ding, bitches, round two. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Hi, girl. Hi. Hey, Coco, I'm what about saying. you? Do you want to? I'll just say um, once you do it once, um, you learn the ropes, and if you get that opportunity again, things are a lot different. And um, hopefully, hopefully that day will come. Um, I mean, I don't know what what the plans are with it. However, if they want me to be a part of it, I am all game to do it. So, basically, <laughs> all I can say. I can't speak for the producers, but I can't speak for myself. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Well, good luck. Good luck to Trinity and uh, Coco, and I hope that the both of you actually get on it. With you. It will be nice to see you guys battle it out on the runway. And thank you for uh, those two that called in in regards to you know asking this question. And ladies, if you can just hold the line for me, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Give me one moment. Okay. <laughs> 
I want to sincerely thank the ladies for taking the time out of their busy and hectic schedules to sit down and share a little of themselves with me as well as my listeners on tonight. I wish all of you the very best in life and your careers, and I'm so glad that you all are continuing to do positive things within our community. Um, You know, to my listeners, as mentioned before, I will be taking a month break from the show to work on episodes for next season. We shall return on June 11th, 2014. That's right, June 11th of 2014. So be prepared for that. I also want to send a special, special, special thank you to Trap Boy, Hot Rod, Romeo Lord Sanchez, Giovanni, and Domino Star, the men of Gay Adult Entertainment, for contributing to my national success. Both Trap Boy and the Sex in the City episodes have a combined total of 62,000 streams. Can you believe that? 62,000 streams. That's reached 62,000 people. And that's not even talking about my other episodes. So thank you, thank you, thank you, okay? And as always, I like to provide a quote of the week. And since I will be gone for about four weeks, I actually have two for you. The first quote, there is a blessing hidden in every trial in life, but you have to be willing to open your heart to see them. Again, there is a blessing hidden in every trial in life, but you have to be willing to open your heart to see them. My second quote, work hard in silence, let your success be your noise. Again, work hard in silence, let your success be your noise. Thank you once again for staying tuned to the Talk with Mike and Friends. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for contributing. Thank you all for just opening yourselves up to something new in the actual community. Until next time, guys, be blessed. Have a